0: She said, "Come and be my hero." So I'm going deco on that pussy, kick it, shoot stuff, and a flick up in that pussy. Got the glove on shit, plus ultra with the pussy. She think I got pals, I said, "Nah, I'm just great." Come and be my hero. So I'm going deco on that. Welcome back to the Anime Bay Podcast, where you talk about love, sex, anime, manga, movies, whatever your heart desires. I'm back this week. A lot is happening. A lot of working going along. Um, making some career changes uh what's new I recently restarted um Jujutsu Kaisen um I've been watching it on Crunchyroll because I do pay for Crunchyroll uh I stopped at episode two I'm on currently on episode six and I just haven't gotten back into it just because you know there's been more content things I'm trying to get back into my content bag on TikTok uh and just watching other people's content and trying to learn where I can improve on and, and doing budgeting and blah, 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 blah. Cause a lot of this stuff is just out of my own pocket. Um, I had bought a ring light, but it broke. So I'm like, is it too cheap? Like how much should i be paying for a ring light? Blah, 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 Um, So like I said, just budgeting, um, new career changes new things coming up in my life. uh, So I haven't been able to like, put forth better content than what I have already. Because the content I envision for myself, out there. And I've been trying to get a cosplay together and I'm, you know, thinking about attending AWA. I'm not for sure yet, because AWA, uh, which is Anime Week in Atlanta, Falls on the weekend that my friend, my sorority sister, gets married, and she gets married like two to three hours away from Atlanta, and since it falls on that same weekend, like she gets married on a Friday or a Saturday. I gotta, I gotta recheck my calendar. But when she gets married, um. And the, the, how late her uh, reception is. Like, if I go to Iowa, it, I will have to spend like a day there. And then go immediately back home. And going back home on a Sunday from Atlanta. Oof, at any any point in time. Anytime you drive into Atlanta, there's always traffic. There's always traffic. Traffic is an understatement for Atlanta. But Sunday sunday afternoon Mm-mm. and i i have a, a a younger but younger slash older car and i just don't want to put that many miles on my car and then it's like uh i85 i20 whatever is so get so backed up and get so standstill out there that i'm just like i don't think i would do it so but i've always wanted to go to Iowa. um there's just so many things going on. I was thinking about possibly going to Tokyo next month. And that's what I blocked off time for to go to Tokyo. Um, and that fell through. So we're back at square one. And, uh, you know, uh, at Tokyo, Felder, we're back at square one where I'm trying to figure out what to do with my vacation time next month. Um, So, i go to my friend's wedding. Um, I have finished the first season of One Piece. Uh, Finished pretty soon after the last episode, actually. Uh, The live-action One Piece. And I have some thoughts. Um, I think... My opinion of it still stands that sometimes it feels a bit cosplay. very cosplay. And there was a scene where Zora was fighting Mihawk. And of course, as most people know, it came meme on TikTok, Twitter, whatever, X, whatever you wanna call it. Where Zorro's sword bends, <laughs> and if we if we know it's a pop, uh, prop sword, but it bends and it's like, uh, like y'all didn't catch this in editing, and the, and of course it's meant to be a prop, but it's you know it's meant to be like a sword. Like, nobody's like, count this mid-editing, because I've seen the TikToker, um, I can't remember the name, I just saw a random video of him editing, taking the scene and editing it to so where the sword doesn't bend at all, and I was just like, if it, that was, if it was that easy for them to do, <laughs> you know. And I get it with everything going on in Hollywood right now, you know, you know, you just gotta, whatever content was already made, gotta come out, blah, 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 and the strikes and everything, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure, I'm not qualified to speak on if the strike has affected this. Uh, I know it's affecting uh, the next season that comes out, but I don't know when this first season was filmed, I will say that. Um, but I think that, I think that they did a wonderful job of introducing all the, the original main characters of the Star Hat crew. Um, and I'm someone that loves, 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 uh, the original, original crew. Uh even Chopper, I love Chopper, and they're hinting at from what I've seen possibly Jamie Lee Curtis being um Dr Korea I am so sorry um who was the doctor that taught Chopper, who was another member of the Straw hat crew. I think that is um is very. I think for a live-action show, for an adaptation of an anime, I think it's pretty good. And it does well with a lot of people because there's a lot of One Piece fans. And for those who aren't One Piece fans that are looking into getting the anime, I think it has piqued their interest because of the One Piece fans, you know, ranting and raving about it on Twitter. Um... With that being said, sometimes I feel like it's paced too fast, sometimes it's paced too slow, and eh, I get it because there's so much, so much material, so much ground to cover. And like I said, with them getting approved for season two, I figured as much, I figured with how the first episode I watched went. My first few episodes I watched went I figured that Netflix would strike gold because not only does it appeal to the anime community uh, it appeals to uh, cosplayers. it appeals to regular streamers it appeals to a lot of people uh people that like fantasy, people that like out there stuff and people that are just looking for something to watch it it does it checks a lot of boxes. And it does it in a way that's appealing. And I, like I said before, I feel like a thing that turns a lot of people away from watching One Piece is the daunting fact of how many chapters of the manga there is, how many episodes there are, and just how long it is in general. And that's what keeps a lot of people from getting into it because they're like, dang, this is gonna take forever to get through. However, Netflix covered a good bit of the East Blue uh, saga within eight episodes. Because it cut a lot of the meat, not a lot of meat, a lot of the fat off. Cut a lot of the fat off of the, we got to go through each episode and we got to go through everybody's background and multiple episodes and blah, 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 blah. A lot of filler episodes were cut. Which I enjoy because I'm not a fan of filler episodes. There are some people that love them, and I'm not. Uh, <laughs> um, there are a lot of villains that have been introduced. I'm gonna go through them. Garp, who you don't know is Luffy's grandfather. Um, He's a very, very, very well-known Marine, a very important personnel, uh, and he works on trying to stop Luffy, and, and, you know, he's always tried to stop Luffy from becoming a pirate, but towards the end, he starts to make peace with the fact that, you know, Luffy's going to be Luffy, he's going to be a pirate, and he has a lot of potential. Because most people that meet him realize that he's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of heart. Arlong, which is the fishman who who um, came in and invaded Kokoyashi village, which is where Nami is from, who is the ship's navigator, when she was younger and killed her mom. Um, and And basically took over the village and the village has to pay him their debts. And Nami took it upon herself to join Arlon's crew and in hopes to gather enough money to repay him. Um, and w- during her times of working with him, she had to draw a lot of maps, to do a lot of servitude for him and being his best navigator. Uh, a very strong character. Um... Uh, a sizable opponent to Luffy. I like Arlong in this show, but it seems like his teeth are a little bit too big and he has a little bit too much of a lisp for me. Uh, for, for the actor that, uh, that, that played him, it seemed like it's a very hard lisp. And Mihawk, who is one of the top swordsmen. Um, one of the, is he a warlord or is he? Anyway, this is Zorro's, one of Zoro's greatest inspirations. Somebody, he said that he felt like he had to defeat in order to become the greatest swordsman in the world. Like Mihawk, I felt like Mihawk of, of all the characters in the show, was like the most spot on with that, I mean, in the manga. The the whole uh, costume head to toe, spot on. And I really, 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 really enjoyed watching me hawk on screen. Uh, Captain Curl, uh, who works for Um, he's part of Usopp's backstory, um, damn, I forgot her name, uh, oh, I know somebody's yelling at the phone, whatever, His, uh, Usopp's friend, whose family's, whose parents died when she was younger and left her with this state, um, getting a girl, um, is a... Is the captain of the, his Black Cat Pirates, and he like disguises himself, has like a butler, so as protector of this girl, and then who eventually is like trying to keep her sick, so when she does turn eighteen, which she does in the show, he can uh, get her to sign over the rights to give him the estate and fortune. Truly, truly, um, truly terrifying. And um, that's what caught me on guard. Because in the show I felt like he was scary, you know, predatory or whatever. But live action, I I will have to go back and look at the actor that actually played Captain Girl. But this guy really made him creepy, calculated, and truly terrifying. Like, I just, every time I've seen him on the screen... He just gave—I don't know—he gave like a fear factor. He made the the hairs on the back of my neck stand up because he was just that terrifying. That into the role, it, it gave some sort of realness, and it gave me some fear. Like, I hope she doesn't get caught. I hope she survives. And it was pretty touch and go throughout the show. Which, the anime just didn't give that. You know, cartoons aren't going to give that level of suspense. And this, that, and the third. But this guy, he really brought it. I really appreciate his performance in the show. Um, Buggy the Clown. I like Buggy. I feel like the guy that portrays Buggy gives... It's spot on. It's spot on with buggy. But it gives Jared little playing Joker. Uh, (laughs) Um, and I hate to say that. Because Jared Love, bless his heart, but he was not a very intimidating Joker. Not that Buggy's supposed to be like this all-intimidating pirate, but he's a very important character. And the vibe I feel from this live-action Buggy that he's supposed to be taken as menacing and and dangerous and blah, 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 but he just gives uh, joker from um like Geraldito's joker. Like it's it, <laughs> i can't I can't give any more to that. It just gives that and it doesn't I don't take it serious. I don't take it too ter- seriously enough. I just felt like he was just a big joke. And but even on the anime, I felt like Buggy was a decent, you know, I, did, I didn't take him too much seriously then either, because, I mean, it's Buggy Clown, blah, blah, blah. But something about this performance gives Joker, and it's not good. It's That's not a compliment. And you can only work so, so much with the... Um, with the script and then there's a couple of pirates from Arlo's crew and then a couple of pirates from the Black Cat crew and then Max and Morgan who first shows up when they uh, meet Zoro. blah 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 and he's he's alright he's an but he seems a little bit weaker in the show than in the actual anime the anime scene like it took a lot to fight him, but in the show it was like mm. Then Alvida, was cap captain of the Alvida Pirates. Um where first meet her when we meet in Kobe and she has him held captive on her ship. Uh she's okay. She doesn't give much. She gets defeated pretty easily, but. You know. And then Mr. Seven was shown very briefly. Um, from the Baroque. One, the, one of the members of Baroque Works that was fighting against Zoro. And I seen. Eh. Like I said, some of these villains are kind of hit and miss. Uh, some more terrifying than others. And they're supposed to, like. Become more increasingly difficult as Luffy gains skills, as the as the team grows, you know, as they get stronger, they're gonna come more come across more formidable opponents, right? That's just how most animes go, you know. That's really the plot in most shows. Is like you got this kid who's troubled, troubled and possibly an orphan uh family's dead who are about to die and they somehow get magical powers and they gotta save the world <laughs> and they're gonna have some make friends along the way and through the power of friendship they're gonna s- save the world <laughs> And and achieve all their goals, and the, you, you can name about five different shows with the same freaking primers. And don't and don't say that you can't because you can, you can, you know. There's an anime where the, the main character is an orphan, or they their one of their parents is dead, and they, they get special powers out the blue, and then all this happens, and somehow through plot armor, they don't die. But someone close to them dies, and yet they just get stronger and stronger through the power of friendship, and you know, power of friend, power of friendship and training. Um. But yeah, I'm very, very, very interested to see how Chopper will look in season two. I wonder if he's gonna look freaking weird <laughs> as a reindeer raccoon dog whatever chopper is because i've seen both where they refer to him as reindeer and other people refer to him as a raccoon dog whatever he is i don't know if that's gonna translate well on screen or like uh, characters like brook who's a skeleton i don't know how that's gonna translate to live action but you know i'm here for it i'm here for season two of the live action one piece i think netflix did a great job still gives very cosplay with all the bright vibrant colors and and some some of the, uh, the ridiculousness of like the a scene with Zoro's sword that could have been prevented that, that what makes me feel like dang, this is somebody's cosplaying and and recording the scene based off memory that you know after all this worker strike and writer strike and everything maybe they can you know negotiate a better budget and they're working with the creator of one piece to like try to get the vision out there and then they were going to work out i feel like they should take the opinions of the general public and their perception of the show and work out any minor kinks and then move forward with the next season to make it better and like I said before, Netflix does have a thing where they just fall off at some point, And I just pray that this show just does well. And continues to do well. Because there's so much material. There's so much you can do with One Piece. There's so much you can do with anime, period. And um, Like I said, live action is kind of hard to do. I'm not trying to minimize what these people do. And by no means, I'm just a consumer with an opinion. I'm sure it's quite hard to get everything to detail and and execute it and choreograph it and, and write and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not trying to minimize that because that's something I can't do by myself. And I'm not going to try to say that I can do it by myself. However, comma, there is still things that I just want to critique on and say that this could use some work but if you have any different opinions for me feel free to let me know on our Instagram at T-H-E-A-N-I-M-E-B-A-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T the Anime Bay Podcast on Instagram let me know what you think about this episode I know it's one of the shorter ones but um, there's not really much going on this week but you know I'm always working I'm always trying I'm always trying to do better But in the meantime, I'll see you guys next time.